I'll be reading from Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one who gave five talents of money, to other two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he was on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the man with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled the settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The master with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His, remast, his master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So when I returned, I would have received, back, received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who will be given more, and he will have, an, have abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has not taken from him, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Pray for us, baby. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray that we have a really good week and that um, we just punch the devil in the face and give ear a dirty look and that we just have a really good week and that turns into a good year and that that year turns into the, into the year of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You're supposed to say help our pastor preach. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Amen. I figure since our youth are in here with us, one of the things we're going to start doing is just involving them as best as we can as part of our worship experience. Amen. So um, bless, bless them. Yeah. Bless friends. She did a good job. She was a little nervous this morning, but she did exceptionally well. Uh, amen. She did well. Let me, let me ask a question, and for the next three weeks or so, I'm going to be here, um, and I need, I want to begin the year strong, where we talk about starting strong, so we can finish strong. Um, pull out a piece of paper if you have one, and make sure nobody can see what you're writing down. Ushers, um, we see some hands that want paper, so they want something, I don't know. Uh, so let's, let's, let's do this with me. So I'm just going to talk this morning and walk you through this passage of Scripture as best we can. And we'll see how far we get, then we're going to pick up next week if we don't make it um, that far. Here's what you're writing on the paper. You're writing a sentence that says, my savings account has, and then you fill the number in it, and then you say right now. 
So half of y'all ain't writing. That means you ain't got nothing in the bank. Yeah, yeah, no. Right in there, my savings account has, and then you put the number that your savings account has in it, and then you say right now on the back. And don't let nobody see your business. It's, that's you. That's your stuff, unless you're sitting next to your spouse, okay? Then the next line, you're going to write this. By December 31st, 2007, my savings account will have, what I say? 17, thank you. By December 31st, 2017, I plan to have, and then you put this amount in your savings account, all right? And write it down, all right? If you have something in there already right now, um, then figure out how much you're going to add to it and what you're going to be doing every single week or month to kind of get to where um, you need to go as it relates to goal. Remember, we're talking about starting strong so we can finish strong. And for the next few weeks, I just need to, um, y'all need to bear with me, give me a little bit of grace as we talk about financial resources so God could be, uh, we can get to where God would have us to be. Now, um, the passage that you just heard Rain read, and it seems like we're off a little bit. Um, the back screen says, God blesses those who use their resources to advance his kingdom while he condemn those, condemns those who don't. And you are blessed to be a blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are blessed to be a blessing. Turn to the other neighbor. Say, other neighbor, you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. I want to flesh that out for the next couple of weeks in, um, as we talk about starting strong so we can understand what that says. This passage in front of us, very, very familiar passage of Scripture, and we're going to be dealing with this. Some very, very, um, I use the word popular passages of Scriptures, and next week we're going to look at another one. But look with me at verse 14 and 15 of Matthew 25. It says, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one, verse 15 says, he gave five talents. To another, um, he gave two. And to another, one. And then the next phrase says, each according to his ability. Then he went away. Now, um, most of you have heard stories upon stories of famous athletes who um, went into their profession particular or um, specific field or profession, be it the NFL, be it the NBA or um, baseball or whatever their field is, they get these huge, huge, huge contracts. And as long as they're playing and the checks keep coming, they're okay. But then the moment they, the, the season ends or they get hurt or something goes wrong where their career ends, it seems like they lose all those millions and millions and millions of dollars and they end up broke. I mean, we know a bunch of them. For example, most of you have heard the name Mike Tyson. Um, you've heard the name Scottie Pippen. You've heard, I, I can go on and on and on and on and on. A professional athletes that, that, that achieve the dream that you and I dream for, man, if I could only get a million, you know. I think of Osweiler who went to, um, what's it, Houston? For 70-something million dollars, heck, I'd have left Denver too, you know. <laughs> Come on, now don't act like you wouldn't. Broncos who? <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd be a Houston fan as well too for $74 million, right? But the point is, if we don't do the right things, it doesn't last, we don't keep it. And I, I, I am hesitant to say this, but I'll say it now. For the majority of us that are saying, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, I am scared to say if the Lord blesses us, we'll still find ourselves in the same place that we're in if we don't change some things. Can we say amen this morning? 
if we don't change some things. I think I've said this before um, at some time during my tenure here at Restoration Christian Fellowship. Um, if you don't believe me, ask yourself what happened to the money you took from the second mortgage off of your house. Let's be honest, right? Uh, those of us that cashed in the 401k, those of us that did all the stuff, we went and got this lump sum of money thinking we're going to do fine, and then we find ourselves back in the same predicament where we started before. I want to look at that. I want to look at this text in front of us, and I don't know how far I'm going to get, but I just want to kind of walk through this to share some principles with you, and we'll pick it up if we don't get to where we need to go. The first thing I want you to understand about this passage that we're going to look at, and I want us to apply this to our own lives, is that number one, blessings come or are given on the basis of our ability, okay? Now, repeat out of me. Say, I am blessed, blessed on my ability to handle it. One more time. Say, I am blessed based on my ability to handle it. Now, I'm going to be premature and saying, quit praying for what you can't handle. All right? By virtue of the fact that you got to pray for it is indicative of the truth that you didn't handle what you had in the first place. Well, let me say we so I don't sound like I'm talking at you. I'm including myself in it. The passage opens up. A certain man, it says here in uh, verse, verse six, 14, it was like a man or the kingdom of God. And when it says um, for a man, verse 14, if you go to verse 1 of 25, it says the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins. And then verse 14 picks up the same way. For it... And, and that pronoun, it, is referring back to the kingdom of God. It's like a man going on a journey. And here's what this person did. He called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. And then the phrase pointedly says, each according to his ability. Then he went away, okay? Now, let me just, um, let me just point this out as we kind of walk through this. I need you all to see this real quick. So here, here's what I want you to know, number one. Um, as we look at the main characters, the man in this text could be representative of or symbolizes God or Jesus himself. The servants now are you and I, if we were to connect this text to the days, day and age, are you and I the people of God. Now, don't make the mistake of, of reading servants in today's context. Servants in that day and age, even though they were some who cared for gardens, there were some who were engaged in agricultural work. There were some servants who were professional by nature of who they were, okay? So don't read this text hearing that this man called a gardener and gave him all this money. Or he called um, a housekeeper and gave him all this money. Here's what I need you to know about servants. And the Greek word doulos is used there, literally translated slaves. But they held position of power. They held position of authority. And they were involved in the day-to-day -day operations of this man's business. So these were probably bookkeepers and probably accountants that worked for him. But by virtue of the fact that they worked for him, they referred to as slaves. Are you hearing me this morning? Come on, say amen. Let me, so these were people of statue and people who had prominence, had a position, and they were used to handling resources or finances, okay? So the talents that was distributed, that could be equivalent of God's resources. In, literally in this text, that talents is making a reference to financial talents, talents, financial resources, but it can also mean, um, in today's context, your gift, your ability, 
Um, whatever it is that God has blessed you with could be called a talent. Now, I'm hoping you can see this because here's the numbers that if this were today and this man were distributing money today, this is the value of what that thing would be worth. Literally, one talent was equivalent to about $800,000, and if the value of silver and gold in that day and age was about $600 an ounce, it would be approximately $960,000 would be the equivalent of one talent. Don't you wish you made that in a year? <laughs> Y'all going to say amen. I know I did. I do. Amen. Now, here's what that looks like. So five talents, depending on the value of silver, would range anywhere between $4 million to $4.8 million. That's a lot of moolah. Yeah, oh, come on, y'all. Amen. Uh, I, I just want one. Heck, I just want half of one. Yeah, I, I think I'd do something with it, all right? Then the one who got two talents, he received about 1.6 to approximately $1.9 million. And then at a minimum, the one who received one talent, depending on the value of silver and gold, and if it was as high as $600 an ounce, he got at least $800,000 to $900,000 to work with. That's pretty good, isn't it? So, so here's what I want y'all to understand, okay? Nobody in this parable was left out. They all received a talent. Come on, say, each one got one. Say it again. Say, each one got one. Now, here's the reason I want you to understand this, because regardless of what your current situation or circumstance looks like right now, you too... Me too, we all have received a talent. It doesn't matter how broke we are right now. The fact of the matter is, we got one. Are you with me? Okay. Your current situation or circumstance does not dictate whether you receive one or not. The fact of the matter is, you got one. Okay. Now, here's what I want you all to understand. Blessings now are given basis on the basis of ability. First thing I want you all to know is that the money or the resource did not belong to the servants. Y'all talk to me, all right? I don't know how far I'm going to get. The money did not belong to the servants. It belongs to the man. Who is the man symbolic of in the text? Come on, everybody say, who does he symbolize? Now, this is important because I need you to understand, just like I need to learn, the resources that are entrusted to me does not belong to me, it belongs to, yeah, yeah, your resource does not belong to you. I don't care how hard you work or how gifted or talented you are, it belongs to God. And so here's the second thing, because it belongs to God, I am a steward or a manager of God's stuff. I need everybody to understand with me. You two are stewards or managers of God's stuff. It doesn't belong to us. He entrusted it to us, and then he goes on this journey. If you want to, to take this text in context of the ten virgins, he, here, here it is. He shows up. He does the blessing. Then he goes away, and he is awaiting the end time, the parasuer, or he's awaiting the return or the rapture of the church. So when Jesus comes back, we're going to have to answer to him for what we did with what he gave us. <sighs> Come on, let's, I, I want to be very simple, okay? 
So, so here's the thing. It didn't belong to them, and we are stewards of God's money. Look at the third thing, really very, very important. The distribution of funds were, based, made, made, uh, were made based on the servant's ability. Okay? Now, here's what I need you all to know about this. Let me, let me take a moment with this because I want to make sense here. Is that the, the, the master didn't just walk up to the servants and then just handed them money blindly in hope that they would. I need you all to hear me say this. He didn't walk up to them blindly and, and gave them stuff in hope that they would. Ability, that Greek word dunamis, or, or, which is translated, here's what it says in Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive, what's the word, power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's the same word here that's used in Matthew. Ability based on their demonstrated ability. So imagine if these were business associates. Here's what he did. He looked at what they did with his stuff initially, how they performed, and then based on the performance, he blessed them. I got to work this right here. <laughs> okay. Now, now, yeah, yeah. So, so in other words, if, if, if they never performed, they never got. So the text kind of implies, or what's nuanced in the text, is that all three of these servants at some point in time did something, some better than others, and based on what they did, the master blessed them. Now let me help you with this from a theological perspective. Anybody in here know that God is omnipotent? That means he has all power. Also, does anybody in here know that God is omniscient? That means he knows everything. So here's what this looks like for me, and here's what it looks like for you. When God released me into the earth realm, he already knew how I would perform. I wish I had. <laughs> he knew, he knew the distribution was based on past performance, not prayer, not fasting, not spirituality, not none of that stuff, but past performance. Are you with me? So here's, here, here's what it looks like right now. When God looks at me, God knows what Felix is going to do with what God is going to entrust him. And if Felix ain't going to do right, God's going to give Felix what he needs based on Felix's ability. Whole lot of us are praying for stuff outside the scope, I wish I had, of our ability and God is not going to violate his purposes, his plans. I need y'all to hear me. If we don't demonstrate that we're able to properly work with what we have. I know you don't like this, but I need at least one amen to let me know y'all in here. Come on, say based on ability. Say it again, say based on ability. One more time, say based on ability. So here's what that means. The number you wrote on that paper for your current bank account is indicative of the truth of your current ability. Don't take it personally. Don't stone me. Because I don't have a big number on mine either. At least I got some. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to preach. <laughs> Are you hearing me? But still, it's indicative of my ability. If I have bad habits as it relates to managing God's resources, he blesses me based on the bad habits I have, not in hopes that I will change my bad habits. 
past performance. I need, come on, y'all. Are you guys tracking with me? So, so if I want a different type of blessing, I need a different type of behavior before the blessing comes. Not, oh, not, not, not after. Yeah, you kind of get what I'm saying? Because I can pray all day long and say, Lord, if you just give me this, I'm going to do that. And here's God. No, you won't because you ain't done it yet. And, and, and we treat God like we do love relationships. Maybe after I marry him, he'll change. And then you marry him and he don't change because his past performance told you who he really, I wish I had somebody in here, who he really, are you hearing me this morning? And God treats us no differently. He is the husband and we are the bride. He sees how we're going to behave and he blesses us accordingly. Let me give you a real-time human example. We do the same thing with our children. If you've got a child strung out on drugs, you don't give him no million dollars because past performance dictated ability. Are you hearing me? God is no different when it comes to our resources. Past performance. Come on, say past performance. Say it again. Say past performance. He gave each one. He distributed based on their ability. Let me, let me move on. So here's the thing. If I want to increase in blessing, then I'm expected to work. <laughs> you know, this, this is so anti, and I always get in trouble for this prosperity doctrine. Because here's what we hear in church. So a seed of faith and believe God. And we spiritualize it. We got to put the word yet in there for it to be spiritual. I yet believe God. Are you with me? And we spiritualize it, and we don't realize that the Lord has released some principles in the earth realm that he will not violate for our foolishness. You ever heard the truth of the principle of sowing and reaping? Here's what that means. You plant an apple tree, you should get what? Apple from the apple tree. You plant a grapevine, you should get grapes from the grapevine. And here's what this looks like. Anything in the earth realm that violates God's principles of reproduction, it's positioned itself for cutting itself down. You don't believe me. Remember with me about the man who had a, 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 a tree, a fig tree planted in the vineyard, and for three years he kept looking and didn't have nothing on it. Here's what he just said. Cut it down because it's what? Fruitless. Yes, not producing. So this is going to be so strange, but you need to hear me say to you this morning, God expects us to produce or else we're wasting his time. Wow. Does this make sense, guys? Are you hearing me? He expects us to produce or else we are wasting his time. And so look with this thing. To, to increase our blessing, we expect it to work, okay, because work is not a curse, and the truth about work is that when we work, we partner with God. Let's read the text, and I'm going to flesh that out then. I won't be before you long. Let's read the text. Look with me at, um, look at what it says in verse 18. Now, he who had received the five talents, he came for, forward, bring in, well, let me back up. Now, after long, verse uh, 19, now back up with me, 16. He who had received five talents went at once. Come on, say went at once. Some of your translation says immediately, okay? That's a, that's a critical word. 
He went at once, and the word says he traded. He traded with them, and he made five talents more. And then verse 17 says, so also he who had two talents, he made two more. But verse 18, he must have been from the hood um, because he got one, and he did what we do. He dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's money. Oh, boy. Say work is not a curse. <laughs> Say it again. Say work is not a curse. Here's what that means, and here's what that looks like. Whatever it is God has blessed me with, be it a talent, be it a gift, be it ability, be it financial resources, God's expectation is not that I sit on it, but I do something with it. Are you with me? Here's the title. I am blessed to be a blessing. And it is in my blessing that the reproductive process works. Okay? Now, look at Genesis 2.15. Don't go there. It talks about the story of God planting a garden, okay? Now, here's what I need you to know about the principles of the garden that God planted there, and then we're going to talk to this. He planted a garden. God did that, and God even, he, he, by, by default, God did this now. We don't have to get involved in that. He caused the garden to reproduce, so he caused the rain to fall. Okay, he fertilized the soil, he positioned the garden for growth, he made everything in the garden. He says, matter of fact, he says this when he was planting it, I want every seed-bearing tree to produce after its kind. I want every animal, let me switch to the animal kingdom, produce after its kind. So anything that had a seed in it, God had already released the word that it will naturally produce after its kind. Okay, now check this out. Now, hear me say this. The production after the kind, the amount of production you receive from the thing was dependent on the statement where God says there was no man to work the ground. So the thing producing without being a blessing to man was pointless. It just produced. So he made man, and listen to what he did. He put him in the garden, and the only reason he put him there was to do what? Work it and do what? You kind of get what I'm saying? So when I work, I align myself with the principles that God had released in the atmospheric realm to receive a blessing. Let me jump ahead of myself. Folks sitting at home, fasting and praying, beseeching God but won't get a job. <laughs> They'd be beseeching for a long time. Because the garden's waiting for you to pick up a shovel and move some dirt. Come on, just, are you with me? Come on, it's just making sense, right? We must work with him. So I say the truth about work is that it is a partnership with God. When I engage, when I take my talent and I go and I deposit it, the first thing I do is I position myself so God can bless me because I am aligning myself with the principles that God has released in the earth realm. I work. Are you, come on, say Amen. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Now, now here's the thing I want y'all to point out about this text, and I'll pick this up on next week. The one who got five talents, he had demonstrated ability that he can produce. 
So notice what he did. He went at once, and the text uses the word he traded. We'll talk about that more next week. He traded it, but he came back with five more, okay? Then the one who had two, he did the same thing. He went and he traded it, and he came back with two more. But the text says the one that got one, he says, shoot, I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My day has come. I'm quitting my job. As humorous as that may seem, I am hesitant to say that is the majority of us as it relates to how God interacts with us. Let me, I want to read this, and I'm going to stop. If your rich relative dies and blesses you, and you end up with a fortune, I'm talking finances, what would you do with it? The first thing that comes to your mind is a revelation to yourself of who you really are. Some of y'all saying vacation, new car, I got my mind on that Mercedes 500 SL, got me rolling. Some of the brothers, new gold teeth, you know. New <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> We get the hook up. We come to church. Pastor, I'm about to make a sizable donation, but I need my own parking spot because people need to see how God blessed me. <laughs> Listen to this excerpt from an author that I've been reading. Just as a house built on a shaky foundation won't last, neither will your success if you don't create a strong foundation first. Here's the sobering realistic, the author says. According to the Certified Financial Planning Board of Standards, nearly one-third of lottery winners wind up bankrupt. They lose all their money because of a lack of foundational knowledge on wealth and business. Then he says this, I firmly believe that if you took all the, we the world's wealth and divided it up equally among everyone, when ten within 10 years, those who have previously, were previously wealthy would gain, uh, would again be wealthy, and those who were previously poor would again be poor. You see, once you have a solid foundation on wealth building, you'll not only keep your wealth, but you'll be able to do it again and again. Far too many people live their lives with the belief that money is going to buy them happiness. Here's what the author stated he found to be true. Money simply makes you more of what you already are. Reader's commentary. This is my commentary. If you've been a broke person all your life and you get money, guess what you'll be? A broke person with money. So what you'll do is you'll quit your job, you'll spend the money received, and you'll be broke again. Indicative of the athletes that I name on the front end. You take these kids out of high school, out of college, and you don't change their mindset and you give them millions of dollars. And it looks good as long as the millions of dollars keep coming, but it's really a broke person with money. So they do what broke people do. They go buy fancy stuff, big homes they can't afford, run up their credit, don't pay their taxes, do all that kind of stuff. And then when the income stops, they end up where they begin. I want to talk about 
what this third guy did extensively and what the master said to him. And I want to challenge you to start strong and finish strong such that on December 31st, 2017, you would either would have met or exceeded the number you just wrote down on the paper because we are better stewards of God's stuff. It's not mine's. It belongs to God. So when he returned, I'm going to have to respond to him on what I did with his stuff, right? Here's, here's a challenge application I wrote, and I'm going to end with this, and I'm going to pray. Here's the thing. Your annual salary, for the sake of illustration, is the resource or the gift you have been entrusted to work with in the year 2017. Your spiritual gift is the talent you have been entrusted to work with in the year 2017. Your time is the gift you have been entrusted to work with in the year 2017. Challenge question. On December 31st, 2017, what type of return would you have produced to give to the master? Time to change some things, right? Time to break the cycle. Like I said, time to start strong so we can finish strong. Bow your heads with me. We're going to pick this up. Worship team, come. Lord, as we look at this parable, as we look at this passage in front of us, God, there's a lot to extract, there's a lot to learn, and there's a lot to receive. You gave us all resources, talents, and ability. The issue now, God, is are we going to dig a hole and bury it, or are we going straight to work and invoke the principles that you've set in motions, God? Realizing that we are blessed to be a blessing. So open hearts. I want to pray right now, God, for any person who's here might be feeling just down and depressed and beat up and concerned and, well, I don't have nothing. Well, it's never too late to start again. It's never too late to, as long as there's breath in our lungs, to be different. So open our hearts, God, to receive to be all that you would have us to be. We give this to you, God. In your name we pray and thank you. Amen.